1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Ken Rupert. He's an entrepreneur, and author, who's on a mission to help others become more financially sound through the Financial Black Belt Academy. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Hey, thanks, Roman. Thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. So how did you get started uh, and got to the point where you're at in 2019? Tell me a little bit about your journey.
0: Well, in uh, 1992, my wife and I were married, and... By 95, we had both kind of came to the place where we thought we should be investing. Um, We didn't have any kids at that time, so life was relatively easy. And I know that kids change people's lives. But in 2001, when my son was born, it really changed our life because we were first-time parents and caregivers all in the same moment. Uh, My son was born with um, a rare genetic disorder, and cerebral palsy, and basically that's going to leave him physically and intellectually handicapped for the rest of his life. And it was at that point that I realized that I really needed to provide for him far beyond my years. So at that point, I started to study the billionaires. I knew I was going to have to leave financial assets behind in order to provide for his care. And and think about that. I, I have to anticipate what the economy is going to be 40 years beyond my death in the world that he's going to live in. So I needed to figure out a strategy. I needed a plan. I needed something that was going to be able to build those resources so they'd be available for him. So I started to, start, I started to study the billionaires. I wanted to know, you know, how they became billionaires. Not so much because I wanted to be a billionaire, but if I could learn just 1% of what they knew and I was able to execute that 1%, at a high level of efficiency, then I can leave several million dollars behind for my son's care. So that's what I started doing. Well, in that process, I'd also kind of lost myself because of the amount of stress that goes along with having a special needs child and the the medical uh, situations that you, you find yourself in where he's been through 11 surgeries. And I've also been laid off three times. So in that Period of time. Not only do you have the financial stress of of uh, providing for his current needs and the financial stress of trying to figure out how to pay the bills and, and make everything work throughout the layoffs, but there was this overarching, what I call, stagnant stress of how am I going to build the wealth that he's going to need many years in the future. So by studying the billionaires, you know, it, it, it kind of helped, but. What I had done is I'd lost myself in the stress. I lost my, my physical discipline as far as caring for myself. And one day it finally hit me that, you know, if I'm not around, I can't build the well. So I decided to go back to martial arts training. And in the process of going back to martial arts training, my only goal was really to find that discipline that I had lost when I was in the military. Over the course of the three years, what I started realizing is all of the financial strategies and goals, And principles that I was executing to build wealth perfectly aligned with the belt structure and how they teach martial arts and so I started associating those principles and those strategies and those goals with a different belt and that's how the financial black belt academies financial self-defense training was born so through the process of building those strategies I've actually been able to be a first-generation millionaire and be able to build the wealth that's going to continue to build wealth far into the future and care for my son. Um, you know, so that's part of it. Recently, I've decided that this needs to become something where I can help other people because if if I can handle the kind of stress and the kind of financial situations that we've been dealt, then I can help other people do the same thing. And so in April, I applied for the hood Uh, college competition of the the pitch competition and up against three other uh, contestants I actually took first place and so the Financial Black Belt Academy has been given some legitimacy because three other business owners have said hey this is this is something that can help people and so I'm pursuing that now and and that's kind of where I am and 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 kind of how I got here
1: That's great. And I I definitely see the tie in with martial arts being a, you know, a discipline and someone that wants to invest or is an avid investor being disciplined with their finances. If someone thinks they, you know, they don't have money or savings or anything like that to start, you know, investing, saving or solidifying kind of their financial future, where's kind of step one?
0: Well, that's the beauty of the program, right? Everybody starts off as a no belt. Anybody who walks into a martial arts studio, they they come there because they want to learn. And so they start off as a no belt and they need to learn some basic principles of the martial art that they're studying. And it's the same concept that we use in the financial black belt self-defense course is you come in as a no belt, but we teach you the terminology that you're going to be exposed to as you progress through the belt. And so then you'll earn your white belt and you start working instantly on creating what's called an income distribution strategy, which I call the IDS. This is all outlined in my book, um, Financial Self-Defense Training Guide that's available on Amazon. What happens is the person will sit down and we'll start documenting for for six months, we'll document their spending patterns and their habits. And once we can identify what they need to meet their obligations, their necessities, and their commitments, then we set up a strategy for making sure that they have cash flow that will cover those three priorities. Because the whole system is built upon priorities. Each priority is a belt, and you work one belt at a time, even though you'll be still executing the previous belts. You know, in martial arts, uh, the first thing they taught us in hapkido was 13 different joint locks, but you use those 13 different joint locks at each belt beyond yellow belt, you just use them in different ways. So what we're teaching is financial principles that will be used in different circumstances to achieve different goals as we progress through. And so everybody starts off basically documenting their spending habits. And their actual needs, what they actually need. The obligations are things that come out of your paycheck. Taxes, 401k, medical benefits, company-sponsored benefits, things like that. The necessities are food, clothing, shelter, transportation, and utilities. You have to meet those in order to feel some level of security when it comes to finances. Commitments are debt. Those things that you've signed up for and you're committed to paying off. And we're going to focus on those in the first six belts. And once we get that set up, everything else falls into that category, everything else. So you have ONCE, you have the once strategy for executing this income distribution strategy. It's different than a budget because a budget asks the question, how much money do I have to spend? And IDS asks the question, what's my priority and how am I going to fund it? And so it's a different, it's a paradigm shift of how they think about handling money. So that's where everybody starts.
1: No, that's great. It's kind of a different way, to a more realistic way to look at it. And how important do you think uh, it is to start as young as possible? Because I feel in terms of high school students coming out there, a lot of them are totally financially illiterate. I think uh, having curriculum in class, kind of preparing in terms of saving and investing um, in terms of being younger, the better. How important do you think that is? And do you work with uh, younger individuals oftentimes?
0: Well, time is money. There is absolutely no doubt about that. The earlier person gets started on this track, the better off they're going to be. I was working with a college student, 23 years old, just graduated college, had $35,000 worth of debt. Within two years, that debt was paid off. He was debt-free and he was moving on with his life. That's not the average story when it comes to college. Some people carry their college debt for 10 years, and that's insane. You've got to attack these things, and that's what martial arts does, right? And martial arts is all based upon the principle that I'm going to subdue these threat, and then I'm going to seize the opportunity. So if somebody throws a punch at you, you know, you're going to subdue that threat, and then you're going to attack back. That's the same way we approach the financial concepts. We're going to see, we're we're going to subdue financial threats, which is you know, college loan debt is huge, so that's a threat. We want to we want to see, you know, we want to take and control that, and then we want to seize the opportunity that that opens up to us. And that's the whole concept behind it. So the earlier, the better. I didn't get started until I was in my thirties. And um, and and I've done pretty well over the last uh, 18 years. 18 years has given us a lot of uh, confidence that what we're doing is the right thing. Even when the market takes a dip in 2008 when it did, we were still able to absorb a lot of that and just continue marching on. And we don't have financial emergencies anymore. We have situations that develop that require finances, but they're not financial emergencies because we're set up to where we can handle these things. The earlier a person starts, the better off they are. Obviously, I would love to get the program into any college to teach it, Um, but you don't have to be a college-age student to start this. You can start it in your 30s as I did. You can start it in your 40s. You can even start it in your 50s. You're going to have to be much more aggressive the later you go on. And you're not gonna be able to make as many mistakes if you start later in life. But the, the point is, you gotta get started. If you don't get started, you'll always be where you are. You know, so that, that's definitely, we wanna get them started early. I work with young people. I work with middle-aged people. I'll work with seniors. I, I, I had a retired couple that came to me. They didn't have a whole lot to work with, but they had enough to work with that, and they still had a mortgage. In retirement, and and that was our our target. We were going to take that mortgage out, and within five years, we totally eliminated their mortgage. They're now totally debt-free, and they still have most or more than the principal that they started with because of the strategy that we put in place on how we were going to invest until they got to a point where they could just take cash, pay off the mortgage, and be done with it. Now, I don't do any investing for anybody, but I will give them every strategy they need in order to do their own investing and keep their money for themselves.
1: That's great. I think uh, setting something up or being, you know, financially literate and having it as, you know, a discipline will, like you said, transcend any uh, up or downturn in the economy, and you're positioned to weather the storm and absorb anything that's coming at you, regardless of the economy. Absolutely. So what motivates you to succeed on a personal level? So this is is a
0: great, great question when you think about it, because um, my biggest motivation, and I said it very early on, and I hope your audience picked it up. My biggest motivation is making sure that my son has assets available for his care for the rest of his life. Now I've got a big why, and I had to figure out the how, and i have done it with this program. So my goal to be successful is really to be successful in my son's eyes. My legacy is is not given to this world. Uh, It's about the care and comfort of my son until he walks with his mother and I on golden streets. That's my motivator to succeed. Um, I don't want him to see me as the perfect dad while I'm with him because if he saw me as the perfect dad, then he's putting me up on a pedestal. And I know I'm I'm a flawed person. I I don't make always the best decisions. I don't always respond to the stress that I need to respond to. But I don't want him to see me as the perfect dad while I'm with him. But what I want him to do, and this would be this is what success is to me. I want him to be able to remember me as the perfect dad when I'm gone. That I was able to provide for his needs and give him everything he needed. Now, he doesn't relate to the world the way we do. Okay, he, he's definitely. He's definitely challenged in trying to fit in to the world the way we see it. But I can tell you, he's a a very intelligent kid. And he remembers. He's got a great memory. He can tell me people's names of nurses that took care of him 10 years ago. He's got an incredible memory. And I want to tap that. I want to make sure that I put enough good stuff into that memory of his that when I'm gone, he'll have the comfort of knowing that I was successful in providing for him and that I've given him every opportunity to to be cared for and comforted in my absence.
1: I agree. And I think like uh, the main point you also mentioned there is finding your why. It's really important to find your why. And then that will obviously kind of hone in on what motivates you or pivots you to something that's greater than yourself or whatever the situation is and will drive you to succeed even more.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, that's important. I, I, I tell people all the time when I'm talking to, to groups and stuff that you don't need somebody to tell you what your why is. You really don't. And, and financial planners today, and I'm not, I, I, I know a lot of financial planners. I got a lot of good friends that are financial planners, but you don't want the financial planner to tell you what your why is you want to tell your financial planner if you're going to use a financial planner what your why is because everybody knows what their why is the question is is it big enough to motivate you to take on the challenge of becoming a financial black belt and being able to manage your assets in such a way that you can build wealth and become a millionaire by the time you hit first degree financial black belt you're a net worth millionaire second degree financial black belt you're a total financial assets millionaire. So you, you take out the value of your home, you take out the value of your cars, and all you have is $1 million in total financial assets. By the time you hit your third degree financial black belt, you're a retired, you're a retirement assets billionaire. So you're gonna have $1 million in, in retirement assets. That's 401k, IRAs, um, annu- you know qualified annuities, um, HSAs, anything that's tax deferred or tax favored. By the time you hit fourth degree financial black belt, you're a financial assets millionaire, a taxable financial assets millionaire, which means you have at least $1 million in taxable financial assets. So by the time you get to your fourth degree financial black belt, you actually have about $2.1 million in assets and just financial assets. That's the power of this program. From there, it just goes up. You know? Fifth degree black belt, you're going to have $3 million. Sixth degree black belt, you'll have $5 million, and so on and so forth. So you get the ninth degree financial black belt, which is a deck of millionaire. I don't know if I'll ever get the deck of millionaire. I'm certainly going to try. But if I leave a couple million asset, million dollars in assets behind for my son and for his care, then I've done my job.
1: No, that's great. And that's an, obviously an awesome way to think about it and an awesome, you know, structured methodology to get to where you want to get So what's uh, one thing that you may have struggled with in the past that you've seen as a weakness that you've taken in hardest and turned it into a strength?
0: Great question. Uh, Part of it for me is nurture and part of it for me is nature. The nature part of my uh, struggle is that I have a a powerful independent streak. Um, I don't know if anybody out there that's listening has ever taken those personality tests, but I came up as um, probably being one of the most difficult personalities, an ENTP. Um, An ENTP is painfully independent. The the way I process the world and the information around me, and I use the information around me, oftentimes I'm ahead of the curve. I'm thinking, I'm proactively thinking six, eight, ten months out. Uh, My wife always accuses me of thinking five years out, and there are some aspects where I do that. But I'm always thinking and and that independent streak of saying, well, you know what, if you can't, if you don't want to join me, that's fine. I'll go off and do it myself. Uh, That independent streak is partly my nature, which is my ENTP. But it's also partly my nurture because I grew up up relatively isolated from the crowd, uh, which is a nice way of saying I didn't have a lot of friends. Right. So because of that, you know, we, we moved, my family moved from state to state. And by the time I was 13, I'd lived in four different states. So I didn't have a powerful social network. And I I just kept kept living through that independent streak that, you know, I can just do whatever on my own. I'm not going to engage anybody else. I'm just going to do it. Um, And and that's helped me. That has helped me solve a lot of problems. It's helped me be extremely proactive in anticipating potential problems and then actually acting in accordance with avoiding the problem instead of... Getting to the place where you actually experience the problem, and then you have to have to figure out a way to get out of it, right? So uh, that's been something that's turned into a great asset. Now, I had a mentor named Dr. Bill Williams, who's a clinical psychologist um, for over 50 years before he retired. Uh, Just a great mentor. just a great guy to to talk to and kind of bounce these things off of. Um, And he told me that my ability to process data and draw accurate conclusions was far above average. He had never um, mentored somebody that had those kinds of skills. And so I think that that independent streak allows me to identify market trends. It allows me to develop successful financial strategies. It helps me achieve high level of financial goals. And to this day, it's allowed me to obtain the level of the second degree financial black belt. And we're not too far away from being third degree financial black belts. As we continue to pound away, we continue to look for strategies in the market that can that can grow our assets at, at a faster pace than the market. So I think that independence streak has really worked out well for me.
1: That's awesome. And I think uh, everyone harnesses it from somewhere, whether it be childhood or circumstances or other variables, and it oftentimes gets refined and redefined over time. But obviously, as long as it's positive focus and benefits the person it's always a great thing yeah certainly is so what's one thing you can leave with the audience in terms of advice professional or personal
0: personal i would say if i was gonna i, I want to talk to the parent um because that's where i am i've learned so much from raising a special needs child uh one of the things i've learned is the power of observation you know with my, with my son, I can't bring him into my world. I have to go into his world. So I take the time to observe him. I take the time to see what sparks him. I'll, I'll, people are so busy today. The world's moving at 90 miles an hour. And we often want to reach out and grab our kids and pull them onto the world and get them going 90 miles an hour. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to slow down as a parent. I'm going to get into their world. I'm going to move at their pace, even if that means that I miss something in the world today. Um, We've got to be willing to miss something that the world is offering in order to really understand and know our children. And I think when a parent does that from a personal point of view, that's the best investment you can ever make. You've got to be willing to step off the world and say, if the world wants to spin at 90 miles an hour, that's great. I'm going to slow down to 35 because that's where my kids are right now. That's the speed I want to go because it's more important that I raise an adult than I put somebody out there who's not able to handle the world when they need to handle it. So that's a personal thing. From a professional point of view, I would say that people have to realize that so many people let me let me draw a word picture for you so many people never walk into a martial arts studio because they believe that they know how to effectively and efficiently defend themselves against a violent attack and the fact of the matter is that's denial um the world's gone crazy we've got things out there that you know you don't have to be causing trouble to find yourself in trouble um and so people won't go into a martial arts studio because they actually believe, hey, I got this. You know, I can throw a punch, I can do whatever, I can defend myself. Well, that's great until you run up against a situation where it's you against more than one person or a weapon. Consequently, many people never seek professional financial wellness training because they believe that they can efficiently and effectively manage their personal finance. And the fact of the matter is, and you said it earlier, Roman, that you know it's not taught in schools. So where do we learn it from? Well, we learn it from our parents. And if our parents are making financial mistakes, we're probably going to multiply those mistakes and make financial mistakes. There's too many people that believe that they have to have a car payment. There's too many people believe that they have to have a credit card. They have to carry debt on credit card. 78% of the workers are living paycheck to paycheck. And 70% will admit to being financially stressed. You know, you you don't want to be a statistic. That's, that's my word of advice. Don't be a statistic. If you want to create a better financial environment for you and your family, you need to get involved and you need to commit to a financial strategy that will help you get there. And that's what the Financial Black Belt Financial Self-Defense Training does. It gives you a lifelong strategy that can be executed. You know, if you, if you don't want to sign up, that's great. Fine. You can go to the website. You can read about it. I published the manual, the training manual that goes through each belt level. All you gotta do is go out to Amazon, buy the book. You can self-promote because you'll know when you hit the marker. Every belt in that book is given a curriculum level that in order to go from one belt to the next, you have to achieve a certain level of financial success. And literally the person can take that training manual and self-promote themselves based on what they have. Now, somebody asked me the other day, well, what if I already have a million dollars? Well, it's great. You got a million dollars, but you haven't been through the other belts. So how do you know that what you're doing? You could have six million dollars if you did the right thing. So the idea is that don't cheat yourself. When you go into a martial arts studio, you're going to go through the belt ranks. You're going to learn the curriculum and you're going to be promoted. And it's the same thing you need to do with this program. You need to learn the belt rank. You need to learn the curriculum. You need to become at least proficient at operating within that curriculum and then you can promote to the next belt rank. So that would be my professional advice is, don't think you're smarter than the world. The world lays traps for you, financially speaking. You've gotta be able to understand not only what happens now, but what happens when I get in a situation. I get laid off. There's a major medical emergency in my family. My vehicle um, gets taken out in an accident. There's a natural disaster and my home gets struck. What are you gonna do in those situations? You know, those are the types of things that you're planning for. So let's plan for them and let's make sure we have their financial health in order. So if and when those things happen, we're not going to have a financial
1: emergency. I agree with both the personal and professional because that list of possible things that can go wrong or that may happen in terms of unforeseen events, all of the ones that you've listed happened to me either recently or throughout the years. And it's one of those times where if you're not financially you know, stable or set or have an idea or a plan, you kind of uh, feel more overwhelmed in the situation and don't know where to turn. And I think on the personal level, I think having a child of your own or being in a situation where you're a guardian or a caregiver of a child, it changes your perspective and what's important to you. And in terms of that speed of life that you kind of focus on the children, because me and my wife are uh, foster parents. We um, had two boys for the last year. They actually got reunified with their biological mom. We thought we were going to adopt them after a year, but they really changed perspective and in terms of some of the things that may have been important to us that, you know, don't necessarily hold the same value after the boys left, because you see those memories. If we can only have that memory or another memory with them, we would trade, you know, this house or this car, this, the things that can be replaced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And let me, let me just circle back. You know, I, I talked about a tornado or a car accident or something like that. There was never a time that I got set back so hard in my life. than when my son was born, except for the day, the first day that I had to lay him on an operating table, knowing what was going to happen. He had to have major orthopedic surgery where they had to literally cut his leg bone in half and do something and, and reposition his leg, not only on his thigh, but on both of his shins and that was a 30-day hospital recovery that we were in the hospital and then he had the recovery after that and since then he's gone through nine other orthopedic surgeries and one surgery that took six and a half hours to remove his kidney because of a blockage in his kidney and it basically killed the kidney so when he was born that was a huge setback from a from an emotional point of view And, you know, my wife and I, we we worked through it. But when you have to lay him on an operating table, knowing what's going to happen, knowing what he has to face on the other end of it, you don't want to have a financial emergency at that point. You know, we we had done some investing wisely and was able to we we had a trust for him. And because of our investments, we actually doubled the amount of money in the trust. And that trust has paid for every one of those surgeries. And we haven't had to take it out of our own budget. That's the power of this program. You you know, you never know when you're gonna face something like that. Your child could be in an automobile accident that leaves them disabled for the rest of their life. And it could change your life because now who's gonna be the guardian for that child? Well, chances are a family member. You don't want that. You don't want to be hit with that kind of emergency we were hit with it our why was pretty much chosen for us and we had to figure out our how and we've done that and now i want to help other people figure out their how and i'm doing it through the financial black belt academy
1: yeah i agree and oftentimes people have this kind of a perfect life or you know i want to do xyz and a lot of the time that gets derailed or goes in a different direction or sometimes you think life is perfect at the moment and then something just comes out of nowhere, then it feels it's like a, you know, a flood of unforeseen events or possible things that you, you know, knew were coming. So it's, it's very important to not have that additional financial um, dependency or that issue, worrying about finances or how can I care for this person or pay for this surgery like you mentioned.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's important for everybody to to be prepared, even if it never happens. Be prepared for it because you never know.
1: I agree. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on?
0: Absolutely. So we got a couple things that are really good. You can go to um, financialblackbelt.us. That's my website. It's got training information. It's got a media page that covers it. It carries all my podcasts that I've been on, topics that I've talked about, and carries all my uh, uh, links to all my books. I have several books out there, so it will carry a link to that. Most shortly, go out to Amazon. Uh, well, you can go there by going to the media page and clicking on the link and going out and buying the financial self-defense training guide. We also have a meetup group on Meetup called North Carroll Investors Meetup you don't necessarily have to be local in order to join. You can join the meetup and kind of start discussions. And it's, it's kind of, we're using it as a discussion uh, venue, but we also have local meetups that if people want to get together. And you know, if they're in the local area in the Maryland area, that's where I live in the Maryland area. So, but, but you don't have to be in the Maryland area. You can join it from anywhere on meetup and look for the North Carroll investors club. And uh, you can certainly join and join in, in the discussion. and and doing that and then of course um, you can find me on LinkedIn I am on LinkedIn underneath the Ken Rupert so um, you'll see me I'm I'm, there's a picture you'll know a picture because it's me breaking four cinder blocks Uh, it's the same picture that's on my website so if um, you know any one of those ways and people have questions they just want to talk they want to discuss a topic they have an idea and they want somebody else to run it by you know, I, I respond to any any kind of emails, and you can email me by just uh, connecting with me through my website.
1: Nice. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: No problem. I appreciate uh, your time and, and your energy you put into this, and I really appreciate you uh, giving me the venue.